Blue Wire. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Jones with a high drive to left field. Gardner back, and that one is gone! Pantamaria! A swing and a drive! Denise right! Away back! Off the pole! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. All right, the walk-off, it is our interview session here. This week, we got Eric Burns. Go to ericburns.com. He's with MLB Network, Foot Reflexology, which I'll probably talk to you about in a few minutes there, Eric, because I just uh, ruptured my Achilles, and that sucks, so maybe you can help me out. But, <laughs> hey, dude, we opening day, we're sitting here. I'm watching games from 1986. How bizarre is this? Yeah, this is nuts, guys. I mean, it's, you know, obviously an unfortunate circumstance and situation around the world right now. And I think it very easily puts things into perspective, though, um, just understanding what we're dealing with. And, you know, I think so often people will tell you that, you know, baseball is life and, um, you know, not only baseball, but sports, they're not life. Uh, And I think that's one of the things that I had to learn, um, you know, through playing the game because so often, um, you know, as both of you guys are, like we're invested in the game, right? Like this is a lot of, you know, what we do. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's just really kind of, I, I say it's humbling um, in a sense, just to see the way the sports world has just come to a complete halt. Do you think that fans are, or even yourself, are taking any solace in the way that the um, Major League Baseball is handling all this and showing these old games and then showing, uh, I think it's Reese Hoskins and somebody in the Marlins who are going to play MLB The Show on MLB TV? Uh, I personally am not the biggest fan of it, but curious to see what you think. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me. I, you know what? Like, it's weird because I work there. Like, I work at MLB Network. So I think we're kind of, you know, we're kind of handcuffed in a sense as far as content is concerned, because the thing is, is that like, we don't have crews. It's beyond us being able to, to get back right now to New York to work. And we have so many out of towners um, that fly in and fly out all the time, but it's just, it's the crews. And it just goes to show you, you know, there's so much between the, the producers uh, the video coordinators, the editors, um, and then obviously the guys, the guys that shoot, right? And so, you know, just being, you know, seeing how the operations work for, geez, almost 10 years now, um, there's so much that goes into it. So if you take, like, for example, like the crew out of it, like, because there's so many times I'd be like, dude, why can't we do this? Why can't you? They're like, dude, we don't have a crew. And so here we are, and it's like, We'd love to be covering baseball and talking about the most current and up-to-date topics and, and, and really trying to do as much as we can. But it's it just, just my understanding from, you know, the network standpoint, it's, you know, we just, we just can't do anything. We don't, we don't have the, the resources to be able to do it. So then it comes to a content play of, like, what do you want to watch, right? And so they've gone with, they've gone with a lot of the old games. Um, you know, I think there's uh, – you know, I'm sure always some old movies that play, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, part of me, um, I really do. I love the history of the game, um, you know, and everything about it, but, you know, we got so excited for the season and this, this is sort of our time to shine. And 
um, you know, it, I think it's just kind of a downer for everybody, um, you know, at this point. So I think we're all disappointed and, and uh, you know, but again, we just try to try to keep a level head on this and understand that there's an underlying, um, you know, message through all of it. And I, I, I really believe that that's just, hey, look, let's appreciate what we have um, because so often in life, uh, we take it for granted and, and baseball being one of many things. Yeah, man, I didn't mean to put you at a tough spot on the question, but I just kind of meant um, it, it would be, I guess, the, like you addressed the resource issue. It, I just think it would be cool to see Burnsy doing a simulcast from his place and talking <laughs> baseball like that or um, or well, even. You know, I, I'm, I, that's a, I'm with you I, 100 percent. And it's the funny thing is, is that I think they're trying to figure out how, you know, how to do it at this point. Right. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm in, right. Whatever they, whatever they want me to do, whatever they need me to do, obviously I would love to do. So I think it's just this, this period, this dead period um, where all of a sudden we're going to have to learn how to function in, in, in this sort of world right now. And I still think we're just trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I just think you and your son could probably fill an hour with the stuff you guys put on Instagram. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing oh, jumping into snow? <laughs> Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Why would you do that to yourself? The jumping into the snow is just normal. I mean, it's, it's actually right now, um, I've, I've made it a little bit more of a routine, uh, be it that it, it helps build the immune system, um, which I think we could all use right now. Uh, but, you know, it's, each and every single day, it's fun to try to find something new and different. And um, I kind of joked around about it the other day saying, uh, I, I literally, I, I told my kid, I'm like, hey, man, and he's like, let's go play catch. I said, only if you do a slow-mo diving catch into the snow and you let me capture it and put it on IG. I'm like, people need content right now. And so he's like, fine. Because, you know, sometimes it's like when I pull up the camera with the kids, they don't like it. They're like, Daddy, put the camera away. Yeah, 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 whatever. So sure enough, we end up filming it. And it was, he made a pretty sick catch. It was actually the first one that we tried, which was cool. Um, but, you know, then yesterday it was firing snowballs at them or whatever else. So it's just, you know, you know what's great? It was super cool. Watch this. This dude's out here right now. I'm walking on my balcony. What's up, bro? How many strikes? <laughs> He's firing balls into a net. Eight strikes. There's a lot of them have uh, come out of the little square. It's all right. Keep, keep working, uh, kid. Keep, keep chucking, dude. Keep chucking. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that, that, as, as a parent, that's all, that's all you want. Like, he's, he's, doing, he's doing this because he loves it. He's not doing it because he has to, right? And so what's funny is that Look, we all have the – if the kids have the ability to improvise, we should have the ability to improvise. And it's just – I just think it's been a, a big wrench in all of our worlds. Um, and, and it's uh, – again, we're, we're all sort of learning. Yep. Uh, Eric Burns is with us here. And, you know, here's what I don't understand. Why don't you guys just go back to talking about the Astros all day? Like, you couldn't you fill the next two months of that? Couldn't you just talk about the Astros for two more months? Yeah. How, how happy are they? Seriously, yeah, I, that's I'm not, not, to, not, not to say not to say that they're happy that coronavirus has that, that's struck the entire world, but I, I I could say that it's probably a nice little relief that they got to stop answering questions for uh, for a few weeks here and and got to kind of you know just get back to uh, 
you know, having the attention be somewhere else but them. Because even my last time at MLB Network, which was, geez, I'd be at beginning of March, like, we were still daily topic, right? Because the spring was just open, they're playing games, everything was still about the Astros. So for them to be able to get a little bit of relief, and even, I, to be honest with you, and, and I, I said this when I, the last time, guys, that I, you know, walked away from where I left uh, Secaucus, I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm just done talking about the Astros. It, it's just enough's enough. Unless you're giving me new information, I, I, I you know, w- whatever. And, you know, the backlash was just like nothing I've ever seen, though. It was, it was so intense. And, and we've never seen players, even through the height of the steroid era, come down and just drop the hammer on these dudes. So obviously the players feel, you know, that they were doing something, um, you know, maybe even more than, you know, was reported. Uh, That's kind of how I took it out of the intense reactions um, that you got from other players around the league. Yeah. I don't even care about the, the past now. What I'm interested in is the future then. So, you know, all this is going down they were getting hammered in spring training. You'd think opening day, like today, they would just go, and we're taping this on opening day. You know, everybody be all over. And, and I know they're still going to get booed at Yankee Stadium in September, but as an opposing player, and I do wonder as the fans, will the vitriol still be there when the season picks back up? I just don't know, Eric. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be as intense because I think the way the season's going to go, um, is going to be unprecedented. It's going to be exploring new territory that we've never really seen. So, you know, whether it be a 60-game season um, or just something quite odd where we might see, you know, these big league players playing in front of no fans, and I think that, that might be a the, – the Astros might be the only team rooting for that, actually, um, for, for the fans maybe to stay home for a few weeks longer. Um, so it's just gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. But, you know, I think ultimately with that whole thing, it's like, look, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Science stealing has been going on for a long time. Uh, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that there, you know, were other teams doing it around the league to what extent, um, is always kind of the big question. And, and, you know, at, at what point do you cross that line? Um, you know, I would have argued even before that just stealing the signs from, the catcher relaying to the hitter was crossing a line. So, you know, and, and I bet you some of the, you know, old school pitchers would have told you the same thing. Cause you saw these dudes, whether it was Randy or Pager or whatever, man, you're picking their signs in second base and relaying them. Next thing you know, you're getting a fastball in your ear. So I, I just, I just really believe that, um, you know, it's one of those things that I, I want to see out of the game. I, Cause I think it, it's, it's garbage in a, in a sense, and it has been. And it's not just the Astros, but it's the Astros, and, and it goes back 150 years. Dude, as much as I want to keep talking about the sign stealing stuff because I could go for an hour on that stuff, and I love it, I'm sure you don't want to talk to us for an hour. You mentioned the possibility of a 60-game season. Now, I'm a huge proponent of baseball being played over 162 games, and you played as many as 160 in a season. Holden, on the other hand, once the season shortened. So he's kind of seeing, um, I guess, the uh, silver linings here and that he's going to get to see a 100 or a 100 uh, game season. 
Um, what do you think? Should baseball be played over 162 games, or do you think that a shorter season is actually better for the game? Well, Ryan, I mean, there's baseball historians like yourself that, you're, you know, there's such a um, – there's such a value on, on numbers and statistics and, you know, being able to, to measure uh, against the players of the past. So, you know, now at this point, if we're not playing 162, who cares, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. If it's not 162 and if it's 100 as opposed to 60, sure, I'd probably like to see 100. But at the same time, I mean, dude, the college, the college season is 60. Right. So you, you, you basically see them playing about 60 games and they could play, as, you know, as many as maybe 75 if they go all the way through the College World Series. I'm, I think my math's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty close. But and now I think, you know, what we so in this sense, right, for any records or anything else, the season's sort of a lost season. We put a little asterisk next to it. But think about this. Right. Think about freaking Ted Williams, dude. And him missing, what was it, two years of his absolute primary? It might have been more, right? Right as, as he went off in a World War II as a naval aviator. So there's just certain signs and certain things um, that call for, for measures that I don't necessarily say would be ideal. But at the same time, um, you know, I'll, I'll take what we can get this season. I think that's it. I think most importantly, we just want to see this virus chill out and, and, and ideally be able to control this curve as quickly as possible and get back to, to life as we know it, man. I mean, it's just, you know, being stuck in your house. And I, I'm very fortunate. And there's a mountain behind me and I got a ton of snow. And, you know, I, it's like there's space to move around and everything. But you know, this is, this is just, I don't know, it's, it's confining in a lot of ways to a lot of people. Um, and I think after a while, it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get to some folks. So ideally, I just want to see life kind of return to normal. Yeah, Bernsey, I'm, I'm with you on this season. I'll, I'll take whatever we can get at this point. Holden and I have a, a bet on whether the season will start before or after June 1st. And it, it's starting to look day by day that I'm going to lose that one. But um, some of the things I've seen proposed. What, what do you guys? What do you guys? What do you guys think? Before no way, no way in hell that we start the season before June first. And I'm going to tell you this right now. This is my prediction, and you know I live with someone who does this for a living. I think it's going to come back uh, again later in the year, and I would be surprised if we had a playoffs. Or if we do have playoffs, it's just they're going to be playing it around Christmas, man. I think we're in a lot of trouble here. Baseball is not the only sport that's going to be affected. But, I mean, hell, let's just get a tournament going, man. Best of three. Every team plays each other. Let's find a World Series because this year is just going to be, uh, I mean, for lack, it's just going to be a cluster, man. I'm very, very uh, worried. I mean, because, listen, you know, Spader and I, we do all right for ourselves. We're not loaded. We're not Eric Burns money. And there's no money coming <laughs> in for baseball right now. And it, we're, we're not going to see a lot of baseball this year. That's my fear. And I don't think there's any chance in hell that we see baseball before June 1st. And I don't know, even know how many, how many games people are going to be able to go to. So I am, um, I'm a pessimist with, with information, but I'm a pessimist. Big time, Eric. Yeah, I, pe- pessimist, I mean, pragmatic maybe. I mean, it's, it's just... 
Yeah, I think it's one of those situations that you know none of us really know. Now that 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 all said, I'm 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 kind of with you in the camp. I I'd be shocked if we're playing before before July. So that you know that's but but who you know I I'm throwing I'm I'm chucking darts, man. And it's you know it really you know what it has to do with. It's like if everyone stayed home and didn't do anything for 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 I saw some crazy thing and you know whether it's accurate or not it's basically a chart of like like literally if everybody stayed home for 14 days like what that would do to the curve and it basically eliminated so you know that's um you know it's, it's probably unrealistic to think that would ever happen um but you know if if, if the more aggressive we get at, at trying to uh take measures to prevent the spread then the, the quicker we'll be playing baseball uh, hey, Bernsey, I got one one for you, and um, it's on uh, – I mean, you were drafted, what, three different times, and the, the last time was in the eighth round. Uh, I'm sure you had a pretty decent signing bonus, but then, you, you know, you hung around in the, in the minors for a little bit. Um, how, how badly are these guys who, you know, aren't making uh, big league arbitration money uh, hurting right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I mean, for the big league guys, I think I think they're fine. Most of them, um, you know, some of the minor league guys. Yeah, no, you didn't make. I, I didn't make any money. I, I signed for a bus ticket basically to Medford, Oregon, because I was a, <laughs> a, a senior signed, so I had no leverage. Um, but yeah, no, basically these guys, these guys were living. You know, my first paycheck was three hundred fifty bucks. My three hundred and fifty, but you can't live off that. So I, I wasn't living off that money anyway. I mean, I was just. You know, I, I, I was, I was, I was still milking my parents um, at that at that point. But yeah, I, I think financially this could this could be a hit for them. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know because I, I'm sure there's a lot of negotiations going on right now between the the players union and you know whether or not these guys are going to get paid. I mean, is it you know the is a guaranteed contract a guaranteed contract? Like, am, am I? Am I, am I missing something here where if a guy signs and, you know, they, the a team agrees to pay him, you know, $10 million, uh, you know, for the next X amount of years, then all of a sudden you're going to say, no, I'm not going to pay you because we didn't play the games. I, I does that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I did you, Bernsey, real quick. Did you ever read your whole contract? Yeah. Was there, was there like an no. act of God no. thing in there? All right, so you never maybe there's an act of God clause in there where it's like, all right, if the world is ending or there's a pandemic or something horrible is happening, we're not going to pay you. I, that to me is going to be the most fascinating thing because we may see the owners versus the players big time. A hundred percent, and not only in, in, in baseball, what about the other sports, right? So we, I mean, it may, it, it essentially kind of came down to we would get paid. I can tell you this. But, we got paid every two weeks during the season and that was it. Right. And, and so that's it. Like all the, the checks would come in and you're just like, okay, cool, whatever. And, and, but I do know that in the contract and I only signed, oh, geez. And so that's, that's the other thing because it, it might be the guys who have the contracts who have the guaranteed contracts. Right. And I only signed, I think one guaranteed contract that went beyond a year and every other year it was, you know, I, 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 you know, went to arbit either went to arbitration or I was a pre-arbitration eligible player. Um, but you know, what happens is, is you get your paycheck every two weeks. But again, like you're right, like whether it's a 
act of God clause or, or you know, natural disaster saying that, hey, look, if these games don't partake because of this. But I don't I doubt that the union, you know, would go for that in the standard language of the contract. Um, I think it's actually a really good question because, you know, ultimately, let's just say they're like the rest of the workforce. Right. So I have a place that I go to in New York City all the time. Bathtub gym is the name of it, as a matter of fact. And it's right down the street from where my condo is. And I've spent a lot of time in there over the years. It's a cool little watering hole. It's a speakeasy. Um, they serve, you know, they serve dinner in there. So it's like, you know, if I get off the air at one o'clock in the morning, I can still go in there and eat before two o'clock. It, it's just, a, you know, Dave, Dave Oz is the owner. I, you know, him and I have been tight for a long time. My boy Steve used to run it. Emily runs it now. So think about this, right? They're a small operation. Now they do really well. They pack it on you know, Thursday through Sunday, but they had to lay off everybody like gone. Like the, we, we can't, what are we supposed to do? We can't, we can't pay you guys. Right. And they're not working. And so they actually set up like a GoFundMe page for their workers. And, you know, I ended up donating. There was a ton of people that did. Um, I, I imagine a lot of the regulars, but, you donate to this GoFundMe page and they were trying to raise like 30 grand basically to try to offset the cost of, you know, as long as they thought or anticipated that, that they would be closed for, for, um, you know, so these workers, you know, could, could basically feed themselves. Now what happens to the baseball world? If like, is it, I don't know. Is everybody fired? Does everybody does everybody all of a sudden get released to become free agents if they don't want to pay them? Like that would be my argument. It's like, okay, you're not going to pay me. That's fine, but guess what? I'm a free agent now. Doesn't that make more sense? That makes that makes sense to me, honestly. And I, I know I told you right? I gave you my last one, but uh, I gotta I gotta shift the conversation just a bit. Um, because, you know, I love the numbers, and that's that's the way I do baseball because I, I couldn't steal 50 bases in a season. But um, I don't know if you know this or how closely you paid attention to your numbers, but you, you rank sixth all time in stolen base percentage, and uh, you didn't get caught very frequently. But you you would have to return to the game and steal 33 bases in a row without being caught to uh, pace ch- uh, pass Chase Utley for the uh, all-time lead. And uh, we see you on MLB Network TV all the time, and – in your uh, Instagram and you're staying in great shape. Uh, do you think you can come back and do that? <laughs> 33 bases in a row. Not, not, no. Here's the thing. They, they control the running game now better. We're, and it's, in, it's, it's crazy because I played with Chase Utley at UCLA. So it, it doesn't surprise me that he has such a ridiculously good percentage. He's one of the smartest uh, baseball players that I ever played with. You know, a lot of that is, <clears throat> You know, it, it's it's getting it's getting good jumps and it's knowing when to go. Um, you know, as far as physically, if there is one thing I I still could do, it it would be it would be I could go in and I could play defense and I could run. And because I'll tell you what happens. I I went and played in a so 2010 was my last year. In like say let's call it like 2014 or something, maybe 2015. I went and played for the San Rafael Pacifics for a, a charity thing. And basically, there are dudes on the mound throwing like 87 miles per hour, and it, it looked like 110. So, <laughs> yeah, you, mm. you know, baseball, the, the, the thing about baseball, and, and it's always kind of, you know, as a position player, understand this. It is, it is the ultimate 
skill sport. And your skills need to be constantly honed, right? That repetition of seeing velocity and, 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 and getting the at-bats and the timing because the act of hitting the baseball, which is the hardest thing to do in all the sports, is, is basically a subconscious process that happens in your brain. It, it's this really complex sort of thing that allows you to do it. But so it, it just, it made me, it made me appreciate, you know, obviously, number one, what the guys still, you know, do today, but, you know, the, the time and effort and energy, I think that, that I was able to put in over the years that, that allowed me to be able to do some of the things that I was able to do on a baseball field. All right, Burns, the last thing here, um, follow me on Twitter. Um, and you can give all your, you can pub all your stuff here in a minute, but you said one of your jobs was a bouncer before you played baseball. So how old were you? Where did you bounce? And did you ever have to kick anybody's ass? Um, so I was actually playing professional baseball at the time. <laughs> it was my first year after playing for the Southern Oregon Timberjacks and then got called up to Visalia Oaks. Then I went to instructional league and then I came home from instructional league and I was living at uh, UCLA on, on a buddy's couch and I was working at Dublin's in Hollywood. Now Dublin's was basically a Irish, big Irish bar on Sunset Boulevard on Tuesday through Sunday. But Monday night, it was industry night and it was the hottest club in all of Hollywood. And so only, it was just like, you know, big time A-listers, yeah, yeah, whatever. So my job was to stand by the back door right next to Leonardo DiCaprio's booth. And you got to understand, this is Leonardo DiCaprio at his absolute prime, right? This is Titanic Leonardo DiCaprio. And, and, and he was the A-list of A-list. And he would come in with a slew of Vicky secret models and it was some of the best watching eye candy that I had ever seen in my life. It was usually uh, Leo with like maybe one or two other dudes and, and the most gorgeous women you've ever seen in your life. And they'd he'd sit up on the booth and he'd show up in, in like an Adidas sweatsuit, right? You know, the old, old school Adidas sweatsuit. And I'd just like a t-shirt on. And he'd take his jacket off and he'd just light up a smag, man, like boom start smoking some like marble reds over in the corner and he was sipping. I'm exactly sure what it was. But I, I, and I just stand there and I watch, I stand there and watch and whatever I might have, you know, spiked my drink myself and, you know, just I, nothing, you know, other than a little small talk here and there, like nobody have ever really messed with them. I never had any sort of issues at all. God, like the money, Whatever the money was, and I don't remember, it was, it was just like so ridiculously good for that night because, of, because it's one of those kind of wild nights where, you know, people would come in and, and spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So, you know, I was, I was literally was like a designated Monday night Dublin's Hollywood bouncer. Burns, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, Burns got a foot reflex effect that part of me reflexology board uh the daily hustle and the effort list that right that's what you're calling it i don't want to mess it up on you yeah name. well the, the effort yeah the effort list is a book i wrote yeah i know that life lessons I, from a human 
a human yeah. crash test dummy. It's actually, yeah. that's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's, I, I recommend it for, you know, I mean, just about anybody and everybody, but really if like the young ball players and stuff coming through and going through the process, it's, it's really a, a, a lot of it's a story about my life and, and, the, and the lessons that I was able to draw, you know, some of my successes and, and many of my failures. But the reflexology board, apparently, um, that might help you guys out. That it, It's something that I, I, I completely bought into, like literally to the point where I've made my own board um, and, and started selling these things. And it increases blood flow, decreases inflammation. I stand on it before I go on air. I stand on it first thing in the morning stand on it last thing before I go to bed at night and you know just being as active as I am um it's you know it, it, again it's one of those things that you know we, we're only as good as our health so uh it's been something that I've been able to uh I don't know re- really uh really become passionate about and we ordered to be totally honest with you guys we ordered a thousand of them and I thought it'd take a year to sell and we're 900 down after like two weeks. So if you want to, if you want to board, you better just hop on them now. We ordered another thousand, but who knows when they're going to get here? Obviously, in this environment, you have, uh, you know, I, I, we we, we kind of have no idea. So um, anyway, yeah, it's been something that's been, uh, very helpful, and and I think a lot of people have uh, found that you know the, the benefits uh, that it's able to bring in. Bernsey, again, we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, make sure you follow Burns on uh, Eric Burns on Twitter and Instagram, eburns22. And then check out his website for everything else he's got going on at ericburns.com. Thanks again, Bernsey. Have a great day, man. All right, dude. Thank you. Yeah, take care of yourself. All right, uh, the walk-off. Again, every week we'll have our show with you and me, with, uh, with, with Spader and I just debating or just talking about things, and then we'll have a great guest every week too and we're brought to you by bet online betonline.ag there's no baseball there's no hockey no nba but you can bet on a whole bunch of other stuff you got an online casino with blackjack you got hundreds of sports and events you got props and entertainment betting survivor big brother american idol visit their website betonline.ag today get a hundred percent welcome bonus on your first deposit use promo code blue wire bet online your wagering experts follow me on twitter at holden radio follow ryan at the aces Spader. And the walk-off. Take care of yourself.